Welcome to Aetherius Radio Live, the hour of truth with Richard Lawrence and Chrissy Blaze. A very warm welcome to our regular listeners and those who are new to Aetherius Radio Live, brought to you on Body, Mind, Spirit Radio, every third Tuesday monthly at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. UK Time, and 10 a.m. Pacific Time. Aetherius Radio Live invites you to discover the cosmic message for this age, revealed through legendary master of yoga and world-renowned medium, Dr. George King, between 1954 and 1997. As always, be prepared for another amazing show, covering such as karma, UFOs, the Mother Earth, the New World, the Next Master, life on other planets, and so much more. Today, on Aetherius Radio Live, your host, Chrissy Blaze, is joined by her guest, Brian Kniep, author of Operation Earthlight, A Glimpse into the World of the Ascended Masters, and he is Executive Secretary at the American Headquarters of the Aetherius Society in Los Angeles. During this show... They will be discussing his years as a personal aide to Dr. George King. So without further ado, I give you Chrissy Blaze and Brian Kniep. Thank you, Nikki. And I must say, um, it's great to have you back as the producer of the show. And welcome back, Nikki. Thank you. And uh, hello to everybody listening. It's my pleasure to introduce the regular guest, It's great to have you back on the show, and uh, great to be talking to you about uh, Dr. George King, of course. Regular listeners will know that well, we have many, throughout at these programs, we talk a lot about Dr. King, and so regular listeners will also know um, his status as a great master. And Brian, apart from being, as Nikki said, um, an international director, a bishop in the Aetherius churches, and having many other important roles in the society, was also a very close disciple of Dr. King. And so this is what we're going to focus on today. So, Brian, well, hi there. Thank, um, first of all, I'm, thank you thank you all for um, for being here, and thank you, Chrissy, for uh, having me on the show. Um, it's always a great, great pleasure to uh, be on Aetherius Live, no question about it. Thank you very much. Um, I'd like to delve back into the past a little bit, Brian, if you don't mind, because I know you've been a member of the Ethereum Society for many years, um, since I think you were in your early 20s, is that right? 20. 20. 20, that's yeah. right, yep, 1976. 1976, and now we know your age, but anyway, <laughs> you found the society, yes, you found the society. Were you sort of searching at the time, and were you seeking for um, a master, or what was your plan at that time, at the young age of 20? Well, I um, uh, I took a, a gap year between high school and college um, before they called them gap years. And I went to uh, Central America. And, and when I was down there, I had some very profound spiritual experiences. And so when I, when I came back, um, I, I got into uh, yoga, more the philosophical, philosophical side, but also the breathing exercises and the, and the postures. And, um, and I was also looking into um, UFOs at the time, 
and just lots of spiritual things. At the same time, though, I'm, I was going to school to become a doctor. I, I was in pre-med at a university in Illinois. And I went to a class out of the blue, a free school class called Metaphysics and Parapsychology. Um, and it, was, it, it presented uh, some of the teachings of the Ethereum Society. In fact, it played over a tape called Karma and Reincarnation, which really intrigued me. But what, what I remember is that the, the speaker really came across to be knowledgeable and said a lot of things that I didn't, didn't understand. So I pursued it and got the nine freedoms, uh, read it in just a few days, and basically that was it. Um, really? I, I never really looked back um, from that point on. And uh, within two years of that point, I came out to the headquarters to be, uh, to, to be near, near Dr. King, who was here at the time. So obviously, um, as you were training to be a doctor, you you kind of had, you wanted to help people, and then you found the Ethereum Society, and I suppose you realized that this is another way uh, of helping people. Was that one of your motivations, or you were searching oh, for yes. truth as well? Uh, well, yeah, I guess both. Um, <clears throat> but I, then I also realized that I did I wanted to. Uh, I, I left the pre-med program because I wanted to. Um, well, I wanted to be uh, as useful as I could to Dr. King, so um, I came out here and pursued uh, another path, and then within 10 years uh, of, of being on his staff, along with many others, of course, he asked me to become a full-time um, uh, staff team member in uh, 1987, it was. And uh, then, of course, my whole my whole experience level just increased astronomically at that point because I was with uh, Dr. King for... Uh, basically 24 hours a day at that point. Yeah, that's fantastic. And when you first met Dr. King at the American headquarters in Los Angeles, uh, it's always intriguing to hear the experiences people have, and I, I wondered if you'd like to share that, Brian, your first well, impression, was, your first meeting with Dr. King. It was, it was interesting. I mean, it, um, it, it kind of illustrates um, the humility uh, of Dr. King, I think, because here I was, 22-year-old college kid, driving out across country um, in a beat-up Volkswagen, uh, which took me a week because it kept breaking down. I had oh. a, um, a, 19, I had a, a typical uh, 1970s college-style uh, white person's afro, if you want to call it that, just a real... Oh messy hair thing kind of and I kind of wandered in and unbeknownst to me it was right around lunchtime and you know rather than kind of like sliding in in the background and whatnot Dr. King um, stopped what stopped what he was doing um, and took me around the uh, property for an hour uh, giving me a tremendous amount of time and showing me the whole property and, and what was happening where the the SCR room and the printing press and, and all these things and just drops what he was doing it took a lot of time just um, for me as this, this young kid really came out and it really meant a lot to me. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it just it was just um, uh, it was such a such a, a nice touch and completely unexpected, I have to say. Oh, thank you for sharing that. Of course, um, it's true that although he was such a an advanced master of yoga. He was such an incredible man and master, and yet he had, this, as you said, Brian, this great humility, and he would 
he could get along with anyone, couldn't he? And he could, make everyone he, feel at home because he was so yeah. giving on that level. So you, I think that illustrates just how giving and thoughtful um, he was with people. Yep. He was also the opposite. <laughs> he was also a real tough, tough spiritual master who, who expected, um, especially the, the closer you got to him, as you know, Chrissy, he expected more and more. And uh, then he could be pretty tough um, with, with the close people around him because he really wanted them to uh, excel and to do the best that they could for the world because he knew how dire the situation on earth was and so he, he had that side of course as, as you know but just thought it'd be good to bring that out in in a uh, balancing way here yeah he had many many different sides did he not um, <laughs> he did but what what struck you did anything strike you as a as a young man that you were um as different from the average person did did you feel any sort of qualities or vibrations from him that you didn't really feel from other people? Is anything that really struck you at the well, time that you remember? Yes. I mean, on the vibration front, I, I have to admit that um, I was pretty um, pretty insensitive, if you will, at that time. I mean, I, I would go to a holy mountain and feel zero. You know, I was just, so I'm not, I wasn't Joe psychic in the slightest. But what I did feel from him was this, this, intensity, um, absolute nonstop intensity uh, around uh, around him. And he expected that of everyone. And so the atmosphere, um, you know, me coming from a college situation and then coming to the, the headquarters, virtually his ashram here in Hollywood, um, it was electric here. There was just things going on from uh, 9 in the morning till uh, 11 at night. Uh, and a lot of you, you were running, you were jumping in a car and driving out to get there. It was, it was just a tremendous amount of, of, of activity and pressure and intensity. And um, it was exciting, um, especially for a young, a young person. I was 22, like, like I mentioned. Uh, and so that was a real, a real change. It's, it's nothing like you would, have, you would have thought, or I would have thought, an ashram would be like. Uh, it was just a um, uh, tremendous amount of, of movement uh, all the time. Yeah, and it was over the years, was it not? I mean, it never really <laughs> yeah, let it up. Didn't did it? Let I, mean, up no. I mean, despite, as you know, um, his you know health problems and everything, the intensity that you talk about was always there, and the excitement too, wasn't it? It was yes. always there. Mm -hmm. yeah. He created yeah. that because there he was... Um, designing global healing missions for the world and all the time he was um creating and designing and improving was he not everything he did there was yes, not a static and, and, moment really and teaching and teaching those around him to uh, uh the importance of it and how to really in essence uh even back then in a way he was teaching us how to carry on it's so true and he didn't teach in the normal way of kind of master student did he in Not at all. But over the yeah but over the years i think um as you say when you first came and i don't really believe this brian that you were kind of insensitive to things but um i'm sure uh, your understanding your appreciation grew through 
um, being with him so closely over the years. Do you find? Did you find that you you became oh, more? Oh, absolutely. I, I I became uh, extraordinarily more sensitive, um, uh, and it was. Uh, it, it's almost like. It, it happened without you knowing it happened. You know what I mean? It was like it kind of it, yeah. it kind of sneaks up on you, kind of a thing, because you're, you're in a way you're distracted by doing all these these um, uh, physical things and, and things in the you know, material plane, um, and you're doing your practices, you know, off hours, you know. Um, but because because there's so much on hours taking place, uh, the amount of time for practices weren't as great as, you know, I think a lot of us would have liked. Um, but the combination somehow uh, seemed to work. And, you know, uh, I, I feel I'm just an extraordinarily different person than I was uh, way back then uh, in, 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 in every way. Yeah, yeah. I, if I could just share something, um, my own experience when I met him, because you were focused on, you know, becoming a doctor, and that wasn't your focus. So you had a different experience, uh, whereas I was focused at that time, um, more then in some ways, on psychic development, because I was a right. spiritualist initially and so on. And so what I, I was practicing at this time, this technique of trying to delve into people's minds. Now, it probably isn't a good thing, and try and um, kind of make this mental connection. When I met him, yeah. it was just a, a little yeah. exercise I did. And I remember the first time I met him, I tried it. I don't well, <laughs> I think the second time I met him, I tried it. And he blocked it. And there was a little smile on his face. And I thought, I'll never... I, try, I did it to try and understand people, but I thought, I'll never truly understand this man. He's so much more advanced than anybody I will have ever met or will ever meet. That was my impression i remember that so well he really you know, put me in my place in a kind way you know you, you bring up an interesting thing is one thing that i noticed about him uh more so in the years that i was um with him 24 hours a day because i had a chance to see him interact with many many different people um different yes. staff members different members different people uh, um, of the public um but especially especially as uh, concerning members and staff members, he had this way that he could, and again, I could, I could just, I could observe it, I could see it, uh, and so many different happening, so many different times. He would connect with that person, and and he would figure out instantly what that person was really good at and really proud of, right, in himself. Yes. And he would, and he would. Um, he would fan it, uh, comment on it in a, in a non-indirect way often, um, and push that person to do better with it. Um, and, yeah. and it's like it, it would go on, and the people around would be oblivious because he would do it in this in this certain way that it wouldn't. It, 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 only only the two of the people would tend to know what was going on. Kind of like what you did. No one else knew what was going on between you and him at that time, did they? No, no. So, and, and he I've did those things like that with, with with so many people. Not, and it, it was just it was phenomenal just to see it. Phenomenal. It's so true, and it's interesting that you notice that because you were with him so much. Yeah, that must. It's really so true. I mean, he's just so incredible. Is what do you think? I mean, there's so many things that you learned that we all learned from Dr. King, but is there anything, Brian, that sort of stands out as one of 
or some of the most important things that have really sort of changed your life uh, through meeting him and his teachings? It's a big question, I know. It's, yeah, it is. A, it's a very difficult question to put your finger on it because it, 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 I think it took him years to train us um, yeah. and to try and put your finger on uh, one aspect because uh, he changed so many aspects of us. You know, he changed lots of little things. You could say that kind of. I guess if you, if you if you boil it right down. Uh, he taught us um, how important uh, the the spiritual work is in these days, and and how real that work is, and how um, and that has to be put above all things in a balanced way, but it has to be put above all things. Uh, and he demonstrated that every minute of his life. And so you watch that. Um, even when he was what was not well, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, um, you know, anytime he, he, everything he was doing was, was in one way or another geared towards helping the world. And it, it sounds almost funny saying that, but it, it, was, it was true. It was just true. And so that, that trying to get that feeling in obviously an extremely less way to all of us, I think that's really what I learned from him. I think that's a, a really important point, Brian, that we have to put the spiritual first. And he did it, I, I think before I came into the society, the, I had a much, much different understanding of what the spiritual life was. And until I met him and the Ethereum Society, I didn't really um, have such a, an interest in it because he made it so... He was. He had a, a, such a, a unique approach to it. It was, as you say, Brian. Mm. As you said earlier, he was so dynamic and so intense. And yet, when we tend to think of spirituality, we think of sort of peace. And yet, he taught us almost the opposite. We have to find peace and then leave it and give it. You know, and this this was his teaching. So you've expressed. I think you've really uh, put your finger on the the hub. The the most one of the most important things. Well, that's a, that's a good point, Chrissy. And another thing, which is probably a, a bit more controversial, is that people, as they as they become aware of spirituality and wanting to um, help the world and help others, um, there there's certain um, uh, things. <laughs> for lack of a much better word, there's certain tools, shall we say, that people are used to associating with being spiritual. And that is calmness, um, vegetarianism, uh, not having alcohol, uh, not getting angry. Uh, these kinds of things you do tend to associate with someone who is, quote-unquote, spiritual. Uh, but the Dr. King just completely ripped up and decimated that concept because uh, he, he, he demonstrated that you can be way more effective in your spirituality, um, uh, in your intensity. And, and so, in other words, you could, um, yes, of course, all these things can be aids, 
um, but they're not nearly as important as the intensity and the deep core desire to help the world. And he would rather have someone who had a deep core desire and intensity to help the world who smoked or drank or got angry as long as they were just really focused on really effectively effectively uh, helping the world. And that is a huge change and one that I think is still difficult for um, many, many, many people to um, uh, understand. Yes, because and that is the important change, isn't it, Brian? That uh, you know, he urged us the sort of um, the spiritual people to come out of the caves. You know, where in the past it was you went into the cave to gain enlightenment right. and sort of enjoy the bliss states. And he urged us people to come out of the cave, cave the caves, and that's to right. get involved in the world. And so that's, that's, right. that's you know so so important for people to realize. And then he not he not just left us there. But he gave us so many tools, so many missions. And Brian, you were um, involved in in all the the global healing missions, were you not? That uh, Dr. King devised. Uh, certainly, all of them after I came on the scene in 1978. Yeah. Right. Right. Yes, that's true. And um, so you actually went King on the missions, and how how was that? Well, it, it was. Um, you, you, you take the intensity that I mentioned earlier and you turn up uh, a bunch of notches. That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You wouldn't have thought that you could do that. But, um, and again, you, you, can o- you could only survive um, uh, that level of intensity um, on the missions for a, for a much shorter period of time. And everyone knew, of course, it was a shorter period of time. Um, so you, you put like a, a lot more of your life on hold during that time, and, and you and you can you can you can withstand more intensity uh, on a mission because you know a it's really important and b it has an end. <laughs> well, it will yes. end in a, in a few days or a week. So, so it's, yes. it's way more intense uh, on, on the mission for sure. Yeah, and I think it people should um, also understand on that intensity note because it is really a great hallmark of of our master and the Ethereum Society, that we have this intense approach to spirituality. And people should realize that there are, you know, dark forces operating on this planet who have an equal intensity, I believe. I think you're right. And, so, and a dedication to their evil ways, you know, and to bringing about chaos on this planet. And so to combat that, and we are in this great war, um, which Dr. King taught us about in many ways, we have to get that. We have to have that same dedication. Um, do you agree, Brian? I, mean, I agree. Um, and with the, with the added caveat, of course, in that uh, there's now a time limit on it. Um, yeah. With, with, the, with the Mother Earth moving into her, um, her next, uh, next phase of, of, of existence uh, in the future, uh, mankind's got to get to a certain point at a certain time um, Otherwise, um, many many will have to be moved to another planet, and so it's all the more reason and, and all the more timely to really put spirituality and the fight for spirituality, the fight for goodness on Earth, as a prime um, prime, prime objective, as the main thing you're doing, and your outside job supports that. 
right? Not 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 that the outside job is the main thing, or the family even is the main right. thing. Right. Spirituality is the main thing, and the family and the out and the outside job that supports um, uh, our, our fight in spirituality for for our world. That's that's the key. And that's a great uh, revolution of thought too, isn't it, Brian? Um, it is what you've just said. Um, for some people, that may be very, very difficult to to swallow. And I was thinking yesterday, Brian, that um, it's hard to get that important level of intensity and you know spiritual work without being a part of uh, a, a spiritual organization like the Etheria Society. In the same way, it's because being a part of an organization like the Society, because there's so many people in it who have a similar desire to want to really help the world it, you can kind of feed off each other and it, and it helps you and and i think you know i really felt that yesterday how important it is to be part of something much bigger than yourself too oh it's true. i think it's crucial um you know another aspect which, which i bumped into uh the last few years uh, a number of times is um when you when you don't have the the brilliant knowledge that was brought through by Dr. King from other worlds and the knowledge that he brought through from traditions um, on earth. And it, the knowledge that we have in the Ethereum Society, uh, just the background of how things work knowledge, I'm not even talking about the missions, just the background of how things work knowledge, without that, that grounding knowledge and without other people that are living that with that knowledge and and using that knowledge, people who, even though they really really want to help and they're and they're making some progress spiritually, um, inevitably I have found that everyone I've met has got. Well, it, well let, let me rephrase that. Many people that I've met fall into this trap of of, of ego, and they and they think that. They are doing this tremendous job. I mean, this will this will blow your mind. But one person I spoke to actually felt that they had had moved a a dark star off the path of the Earth just by his mind. And you get really? you get these just crazy kind of ideas that um, that grow from a a um, unharnessed um, psychic development. Without the, the the sound baseness, the sound um, foundation of, uh, of of reality, and and you you it, it makes it makes people um, very ineffective because they'll they'll move from here to here to here, doing that, saving the world from this thing, and then doing this. And that. But when when they actually aren't really doing much of anything, whereas if you join a, a group a group cause. Um, whatever group it is, as long as that group is doing really, really positive things, then you're going to be way more effective. Um, and part of that is that it will tend to keep your ego uh, in line. It seems kind of weird, but that, that's yeah. just what I have found. You, you, um, you know, <laughs> it's it's an easy thing to. I guess there's so many people around us that are oblivious to spiritual uh, things. It seems. Um, and so if, if you all of a sudden start to rise up and it, you, you start to kind of think of yourself as being this great being because perhaps in comparison with, you know, many people around you, you are. But 
if you get yourself around other people that are also trying to help the world, then it kind of it'll it'll balance you out, and you can really get stuck into doing some excellent work for the world, which is what's, what's needed right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's an excellent point, Brian. And I, I think I mean this is part of the Aquarian age too to come together and work together um, for the world. And so, so it's nice, more it's fun ex- as well. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice being around yeah. people. That's it's, it's life's not difficult and horrible. You want you want to have friends and then yeah, you want you want to have go through life helping the world with friendship, you know, and, and partners and, and families. You, you want to, and there's no reason why you can't do that. That's, you want to do that. I know. I mean, that's another thing. The, um, you know, the master worked hard to lay the foundations for the Ethereum Society, and I urge anyone who does listen on a regular basis, or if you're a new listener, to find out more about it and how to join, because it really is a fantastic organization. Oh, yeah. uh, I think that's a very, very good point, Brian. Uh, Shall we um, have a break now so that uh, Nikki can make the announcements for what's going on? Because I know you're giving some classes in the next uh, week or so. And afterwards, perhaps I could ask you a little bit about um, the time you spent in the last few years with our master and also King Yoga. Excellent. Look forward to it. So let's hand over to Nikki. Well, thank you so much, Chrissy and Brian. You are listening to A Serious Radio Live with host Chrissy Blaze and her guest Brian Kniep, who is sharing his years and experience as a personal aide to Dr. George King. A really fascinating insight indeed. I have several announcements to make today, so please do bear with me. Those in the Michigan area are in for a treat. On Saturday, June 23rd from 2 to 4 p.m., Brian Kniep will be presenting King Yoga Experience, Experience the Power of a Great Spiritual Master at the Michigan branch of the Ethereum Society. The Michigan branch is also organizing a pilgrimage to Mount Adams, one of the mountains charged with spiritual energies through Dr. George King during a mission called Operation Starlight. For more details, please contact Dave Capuaro at the Michigan branch. Those in the Toronto area will also be treated to a presentation by Brian Kniep of the King Yoga Experience. Again, experience the power of a great spiritual master. This will take place on Thursday, June 28th at the Toronto Group of the Ethereum Society. There will also be another King Yoga experience. Wow, here we go. Harness Great Spiritual Power. This will be held at the American headquarters of the the Theory Society in Los Angeles on Saturday, July 14th. There will be two pilgrimages to Mount Baldy in Southern California, Saturday, June 23rd and Saturday, July 28th. Meanwhile, in the UK, in London, On the evening of Tuesday, July 10th, Mark Bennett will present a King Yoga experience, The Meaning of Life. This will take place at the Aetherius Temple in London. On Sunday, July 22nd, there will be a workshop with Zasha Brazili. Prayer energy really works, and we can certainly vouch for that. Experience this if you'd like to, because you are warmly welcome to take part in the Operation Prayer Power Pilgrimage to Holston Down in North Devon, UK, on Saturday, July 28th. 
As always, you're always welcome to join us every Saturday and Sunday in the live online 12 Blessings services. To find out more, please visit 12blessings.org, and that's 12 with the digits. 12 Midnight, GMT, July 5th, heralds in the first hour of the second spiritual push for 2018, when Ethereum Society centers worldwide welcomes again into orbit of Earth, the giant spacecraft we know as the third satellite. This spiritual push or magnetization period lasts until August the 5th, during which time all spiritual actions are performed with a selfless motive are enhanced by a factor of 3,000 times. For full details of all activities mentioned in this show, please visit Aetherius.org. The next Aetherius Radio Live show is on July 17th, when Richard Lawrence will be joined by Mark Bennett, and they will be discussing an essential topic to us all, spiritual balance. So that's it for now, and I'm very pleased to return you to your host, Chrissy Blaze, and her guest, Brian Kniep. Thank you very much, Nikki. And listeners will realize that one never gets bored in the Aetherius Society. <laughs> Quite a lot <laughs> going on, on, right? Yes. <laughs> and uh, great that you're coming up to this part of the world in uh, Michigan, Brian, and up to Canada. That's fantastic news. And, well, um, stopping if, ground. I, I came from the Midwest, as you know, back down in Chicago. Yeah. And uh, your class... Um, People listening, they may think, well, I'm hearing this on the radio, so I don't need to attend the class. But in fact, um, what we haven't discussed today are the wonderful teachings, the spiritual practices given by Dr. King. And you will, I believe, Brian, be uh, taking people through uh, some of these practices. Is that right? Well, what, uh, I, I did this this class um, earlier in the year here in Los Angeles. and It was a very uh, enthusiastically uh, uh, received and it, it's a two-part class first part is I, I give out one of the uh, two of the um, really powerful practices given um, uh, by Dr. King uh, well one through Dr. King one by Dr. King and the, the one that's most important is this very very uh, mystical protective practice where you you, you, you learn how to invoke um, the, the force of preservation or the mother force and this can be a tremendous help. Uh, as you mentioned earlier, there are individuals out there that are trying to slow down the spiritual uh, progress of the earth. And sometimes that comes at us individuals in certain ways uh, when the more that you do for the world. And so having a practice where you, you invoke this, this tremendous power of, of, of preservation, this tremendous mother force, it, it really has a profound effect on your, on your life and protects you in, in a beautiful way. And the second part, I take, through, take us through some extracts um, about Dr. King, um, and I have a slideshow uh, right quickly goes right through his life, and I give um, some stories, uh, interesting stories about some of these pictures uh, and how he developed certain aspects of his missions and radionic equipment and the like, and you really, and we also have some time that we tune into um, a photograph of Dr. King and really try and feel uh, what he was like uh, and really what he is like and try and bring some of that energy into us so, so that it will strengthen us and propel us forward to do greater good for the world. So it's a, it's a very 
full-on encompassing class, and there's also time, of course, in all of our keynote experience uh, classes to um, discuss in small groups, uh, six or seven people, what we learned and, and what, what, what happened to us in the class. And it, it's a, the format is really has, has turned out to be um, very successful for all who attended. Wow, it sounds a fantastic class, Brian. And I do urge people listening, if they're in uh, if they're in Michigan, Royal Oak is where the Ethereum Society is there, and you'll find the address on the website. If they're listening in uh, Toronto area and Los Angeles later on, to please come along to this class and get to meet us and learn these fantastic practices. Because you know, from we've been talking about um, our master's work for the world which was his main focus and main focus for us. But he always taught us these fantastic, unbelievable uh, spiritual practices. And I know you, Brian, are very, very um, uh, regular, and uh, you love these practices, do you not? Oh, I I love them. They they work. I've had some just amazing experiences uh, from them. Uh, And, you know, they... They absolutely work, and it doesn't take long. You can do, I can do breathing exercises in fifteen twenty minutes, and have a profound effect. It's, it's not you don't yeah. have to spend hours and hours and hours. Obviously, the more you, you do, the better. But that's one of the things that the Dr. King taught is it's better to have um, really really potent practices that you can use um, fairly quickly, so that you can focus more of your energy on the actual uh, intense work that's needed on the physical plane of Earth. Very good point. I was actually talking to a, a member yesterday, uh, I'm not going to mention a name, but uh, she first learned the Kundalini, the Pranayama exercises mm-hmm. when she was 18, oh. and that was 40 years ago. She's wow. been doing them almost every day ever since, and she gets up at 4.30 in the morning, a.m., to do these uh, exercises, and she believes that uh, uh, they really make a huge difference to her life oh, and help her in so many ways. She absolutely yeah. loves them. So. Oh yeah, they're, they're, they're fantastic. They're, they can be hard work, even 15, 20 minutes. But you know, it's like it's like the missions. You know, if it's only going to be um, a short period of time, or, or a period of time that you know, uh, and you can just just gear into it, and you have this great, great response from the, the practice, and so it's it, it's worth it. And and uh, it, 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 you know, practices they also help in so many other ways. They, they help keep keep us balanced. I mean, you know, one of the, the biggest problems in life is um, all this, this stuff that people have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, where, you know, bad traffic and bad bosses sometimes and difficulties at home and, and you know, just, just, you know, just horrible news stories. And the mind can be a real roller coaster of, of anger and upset and, and all this stuff. And the practices can help you um, maintain your own equilibrium, your own balance, um, your own feeling of uh, it's going to be okay, um, and it's it makes life so much more uh, enjoyable uh, while you work to save the world. That's so true. And our master's mission, Dr. King's mission, was one of tremendous balance, was it not? And I know you, oh, uh, Brian, came up with a, a sort of a three-part approach, and I wonder if you'd like to share that, which led into a king yoga, actually, I believe. 
Well, yeah, you, you look at look at the teachings uh, of Dr. King, and, and it really becomes clear that what um, uh, he gave a three-pronged approach that that need, needs to be done on a regular basis to to stay balanced. And the three prongs are one, um, study the teachings, understand. So you're going so in order that, to understand what's going on all around us, why are we here, where are we going, what what is the mind really how does the mind really work? Um, what's happening? What happens after you die? What are ghosts? So you, under, you, you want to get this understanding of, of what's right. happening. And then the other part is to do practices. In other words, develop yourself so that you can do more, so you can invoke spiritual energy, you can give spiritual healing, you can um, go in, into the, in the contemplation on the teachings to understand even more. Um, so you become more effective a tool, if you will, for good. And then the pinnacle, of course, is combining these two things within yourself and and together as a unit in the Ethereum Society to do great service to the world, either through Operation Prayer Power, where you send energy out to hurricanes or earthquakes and, and save hundreds if not thousands of lives, um, or give healing to the Mother Earth, uh, give mass healing to the world, um, give uh, send out energy to the Sun and the Mother Earth, thanking them for giving our existence, so and effectively changing the karmic pattern of mankind. And that's, that's the real crux of what Dr. King did. He taught us who, let's face it, we're just normal, normal Joes, you know, uh, how to change the karmic pattern of mankind so that and that will then change everything else on Earth. It'll, it'll bring about a better governance. It'll bring about um, less war and less um, starvation and less suffering, um, all through changing this great karmic balance. And uh, that's, that's the, the mission that he gave us, a brilliant mission. Thank you, Brian. And I think you made an excellent point there that um, everybody, they don't have to be highly spiritual. They don't have to regard themselves as highly spiritual. Uh, they can be just ordinary people can make this huge difference. And, Absolutely. Um, it's for every, the king yoga that we now call our master's, um, you know, the three-pronged approach, our master's mission, if you like, is a path that everyone can take. And that's the beauty of it, isn't it? It's a beautiful path. And, and it's and it's not, and it's not that difficult of a path, you know. It just, it just isn't. It's uh, when you when you do it in in the right balance, it's extremely enjoyable, um, and yet at the same time, you're you're doing a tremendous amount of good for the world, and you are evolving yourself, frankly, quicker than if you just focused on doing practices for yourself. Even if you put like two, three hours a day in practices, you will in, evolve quicker. And in, more, in a more balanced way through this balanced approach of King Yoga. Thank you, Brian. And I, I wondered if I'd like to um, talk a little bit, if it's okay with you, to talk about the time when um, you had, you know, in the last years of our master's life, he was quite ill. He'd had a very, very intense life, a lot of stress on a daily basis. And he moved his base of operations um, primarily from. Hollywood, the headquarters to uh, Santa Barbara, and you and a couple of other staff were with him at that time, and I believe you were on, uh, I know you were, on 24-hour day standby for 
this master. Well, we we would uh, trade it off. So we, uh, what one person would, would would cover the nights, you know. Um, but right. yeah, you, we, we were all in the same house, and so we really were all on 24-hour call because at any time, uh, if the one person at night uh, called us both up, we had to give Dr. King healing. Then we would—that's what we would do. Um, yeah, that's what we did. So, what was it like? Can you share anything that it was like to be on standby this master who is constantly in touch with, you know, intelligences from beyond this world? I mean, that was a, must have been a very well was a very unique experience. Um, uh, it, it, was, it was hard to say what it was like. It was it was um, it was definitely a unique experience. Um, it was uh, it, it, it was very constraining um, in a lot of ways because you you you, know, you you weren't around anybody else really. Um, right. Mm. So you couldn't really you couldn't really go anywhere. You know, um, you, you'd go shopping uh, for essentials and whatnot. Um, but even that was um, pretty rare, and, and, and had to be pretty quick at it. Um, there is, there really, there actually was very little. Well, there was no downtime really. Um, but it, it, it wasn't like um, you know super intense all the time, because sometimes uh, you know he he would be sleeping or whatever, and then you could just uh, you couldn't go anywhere, but you you wouldn't have to be doing anything in particular. Um, but it was. It was um, it, it was it was it was difficult because you had no control over anything, right? Virtually, um, and so it, it was it was a in some ways a learning a great a great teaching in a way mm. of mm. a kind of detachment. Um, you 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 tended to know that. You were doing more good for the world, and in, in where where I felt I was doing more good for the world where I was than anything else. Um, and and he was, even though he was uh, difficult and, and, and intense and, and, and worked hard and wanted us to work hard. You he also did appreciate it, and, and he let us know that he appreciated what we did, um, and. And other people in the Ethereum Society were extremely appreciative of what we were doing at the time, and that helped. Yeah, um, we all were. <laughs> but you know, you, you and you got to you got to hear, you, you got to see Dr. King's relationship with some of the other masters, especially Nixie Zero Zero Five, who was a real, very very close. They were very close. Very, Intensely close bond between these two individuals, um, and so you would, you would, you there'd be a lot of communication um, that uh, all of the, all of them weren't recorded, um, but even even the ones that were recorded, you understood you understood quite a bit about the relationship between Dr. King and and the other uh, adepts, um, and then sometimes you would get non-recorded messages um, that you just happened to. Be uh, to be around when it happened, um, and so you get to see his relationship um, with them, which is fascinating, because um, he he really he the, there were so many layers uh, of of Dr. King, like when when he slept, he, he would uh, sometimes he would do 
uh, he would have amazing. Uh, don't take it wrong. It's not that he would have have amaz- amazing random experiences. He would be asked to do things that would keep him sharp. Uh, and so, and 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 these things that he would be asked to do were amazing. So we put it that way. Um, yeah. So it was it, it was quite uh, incredible. And then and and then he would just. Uh, and naturally would come up with the with these these things he came up with the june plan for example uh which members will will possibly know certainly long term members will, will remember it and understand it and if he came up with that there a cocktail hour in santa barbara um so you 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 i was able to see these things germinate in his mind and, and how they developed and um you know did he bounce it off us did he bounce them off Nixie zero zero five or Nixie zero zero nine of the master theories? Did he think of, did he think about it himself? How how does how do these 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 missions how do they develop? How do they um uh how how do they come to pass? Uh, it was fascinating. Well, thank you so much for sharing that, Brian. That's um gives us a more of a feeling and an understanding for this really difficult time for all of you, including our master and but the fact that he still continued his work and still did, yeah. was in control of this, the Ethereum Society worldwide, and he signed, he, he signed this. this right. uh, there was this one one thing that um, you know the adepts uh, charging the battery for um, sacrifice to God on July the eighth every year. He signed that that uh, agreement for it to continue. Just must couldn't have been more than a week or two before he passed away, and he, really? he just. He'd been in bed the whole time, and he just sat. He got up and sat down and says, "What do you got for me, boy?" And so, unfortunately, so I'd saved this stuff, and I pulled out my my folder probably from like a few months before. I pulled these things out, had him sign this stuff, oh, yeah. and uh, it was so he was working right up to like the last week or so. You know, it was, it was wild. And that's another amazing thing about Dr. King is that the Ethereum Society was never about him. It was all always about the world and the future, and he that's set right. everything up so that we could continue into the future. Um, And you, Brian, you know, you have very important responsibilities in the Ethereum Society as a international director. You're responsible for the missions with others and uh, as a bishop of the Ethereum Church. Do you feel that um, the time that you spent with uh, your master has, and all that you learned, helped to prepare you for this? Well, I I, I do, you know. and it's kind of um it's it's kind of more of a background thing it's it's, it's like it's kind of it's it's an infusion within me it, it sometimes it seems um it's not it's not really just one trait or one lesson or one thing it's just like it seems to be just this 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 you you almost you almost and don't take this wrong but you 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 feel that you you know because I was around him so much, I feel that I know um, what he would want me to do in this right. situation. You know, not always, and sometimes I'm sure I'm wrong, but it, it, it just it feels that um, I have a lot better idea than if I hadn't been with him for for those well, really, really close to him for ten years. And it's 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 a good question of what. I, and I can't give you a, a simple answer on 
what he infused into me because it's so it's so much a part of me. I I should probably try and right. figure that out more, but I I can't give you a a real pithy answer on that one. I'm afraid. Oh, no, no, that's that's very helpful. Thank you. And people, Brian, I just wanted to just popped into my mind that people listening uh, to a serious radio live and listening to you now, they may feel oh, it's wonderful to hear about Dr. King, but I I can never meet him. Um, is there anything you want to say about that aspect? Well, you know, you, know, you could say the thing about all the great uh, avatars that came to Earth. You know, I mean, we we who amongst us have have met uh, the Master Jesus? Um, certainly not in this life, or, or the Lord Buddha, or Sri Krishna. Um, and yet, these 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 three great beings uh, continue to be icons, spiritual icons that, that help millions and millions and millions of people. Uh, and the same thing w- w- with Dr. King. Um, only a handful really were able to, to, to meet him, but he left so much um, of himself. He, he left uh, hundreds of, 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 of tape-recorded transmissions and lectures and addresses and practices and photographs. And you can, you know, you, you, can, you can follow, you know, life's not all about physical presence, you know. Uh, it, life mm. is so much more than that, and Good there's point. so many, so many ways that that all of us can tap into this 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 intensity, this love, this um, this power, this karmic genius of the master. And you just open yourself up, and and there's so many ways. That, that's one thing we're teaching in King Yoga: it, are, are ways to connect with with Dr. King, um, and and keep and have that flow of energy from him coming to you. To help you help help each of us continue his mission on Earth, and there's definitely ways to do that. I think probably a lot of people um, who didn't meet the Master are far more of a disciple of the Master than people that did meet the Master. That's a very good point. And, and a, also, lot, a lot um, of people that met the Master left, you know. I mean, so yeah, clearly, yeah. Uh, clearly yeah. they aren't doing. How how did it help them? You know. Exactly, exactly. Um, and I think the more we listen to and re-study and practice his teachings, the more we download uh, an aspect of the master, and the more he becomes our master. Absolutely. Um, and also, I urge listeners to, if you haven't already, to join up for our mailing list, because we send uh, these wonderful people, staff members throughout the world, send these uh, little video clips uh, or little clips of um, Dr. King giving teachings, and sometimes they're just like two, three-minute clips, and you can just play them at work or wherever you can, and they sort of inspire you for the day. I mean, they're fantastic. It's a fantastic thing. Oh, yeah. He has such a way of of giving teachings. It just cuts through the the dross. Absolutely. And sometimes when when you're open, it, it has a profound effect on you. Really, yes, and they pick out the best little, well, some of the best little clips, you know, and it's um. Well, it's we, would, a great we hope idea, they don't pick out, pick out the worst. <laughs> They're all good. They're, They're all, all good. good, really. That's true. They are all good. And Brian, I think there's probably only time for one more uh, question or one more thing that you'd like to say. Um, is there anything that you'd like to share of of Dr. King or his teachings that you feel? Uh, would be very helpful to people listening uh, to this show night like today and into the future with the archive shows that could potentially well, change their lives. I know you've mentioned a few things. Yes, um, there, there is. There's um, 
Dr. King gave this, this um, amazing meditation, um, which we're publishing in the upcoming edition of Cosmic Voice. And uh, it, it's, it's a way, imagine this great, this great amazing being um, coming up with a meditation, um, especially for us. Uh, a short little uh, kind of contemplation, and it, it really can have a profound effect on your life. And so, I, I would encourage people to get a hold of of a, of a copy of, of the Cosmic Voice. It's going to be coming out just in the next few weeks, um, and on this contemplation, and uh, and try it, and and do it, and um, do it a few times, uh, and see and see what happens, because. There's nothing better than getting yourself close to Dr. King and try and let him guide you into what to do at this time on Earth. And that's what this contemplation will do. Oh, thank you very much for that. And people can always email the Ethereum Society if they have any questions after doing practices or this meditation and let us know or not just questions but let us know their experiences too we're very interested to hear absolutely so thank you so much brian for uh, giving us a enhanced appreciation of what it's like to be with the great master dr george king virtually 24 hours a day for a long time really appreciate that and um Thank you for coming on the show, and we look forward to your upcoming classes. So I'd hand, like to hand back to Nikki, who's going to just remind people of, of these classes and the upcoming announcements. Thank you, Christy, for having me on. It was a real, real pleasure to share um, my profound fortunes to be with the Masters for so, so many years. Thank you, Brian. Have a great day. Well. Thank you, you too. Yeah, well, thank you uh, very much, Chrissy, and thank you so much, Brian. You have certainly given us all a lot to think about and a really fascinating insight into our Master Dr. George King. Thank you. And as Chrissy said, please, a quick reminder that uh, Brian will be giving uh, the uh, King Yoga Experience at the Michigan branch on June the, Saturday, June the 23rd. He'll also be in Toronto, Canada, uh, on Thursday, June the 28th, with the King Yoga Experience, experience the power of a great spiritual master. So do make make the most of what Brian is in your area. So you have been listening to Ethereum Radio Live, which is your cosmic connection, the third Tuesday of every month. As always, please visit ethereum.org for more information and details of anything that has been mentioned in this show. Your Warmly welcome to connect with Chrissy Blaze and Richard Lawrence by visiting their respective websites, chrissyblaze.com and richardlawrence.co.uk. We really hope you have enjoyed listening to A Serious Radio Live, and we look forward to being with you next month. So all the very best, and uh, tune in next month. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you both. Goodbye, everybody, and until we meet again, and have a wonderful day, and God bless. <laughs>